Previously, on The Conversation. Banjo is our Captain America, and I've only grown more in love with him as the world has continued to go down the Lago. So what does that make Conquer, then? If Banjo is Captain America, what, is, what does that make Conquer, or Boggy, I guess? Chris Pratt. Welcome to the conversation. I'm Kyle Russell, and, and I'm Seth Rogen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was I not supposed to do that? It's fine. <laughs> I've lost control of my week anyway. Uh, hey, it's Malik. <laughs> yes, it is. The other Canadian. <laughs> Originally. My co-host wasn't going to be Canadian, actually. So, before Nintendo announced this Nintendo Direct, and before I realized we would actually have things to talk about from the Nintendo Direct, <laughs> our f- friend Josh Wallen, the Geek Critique, was going to be on this episode. Because we were going to do an episode, right, about the general pervasive sense of... I'm going to use a big word here, ennui... Mm-hmm. That had set in among the Donkey Kong fandom since E3. Uh, just just uh, a lot of blue bear level sadness going on with the community. <laughs> and, and I think it's just uh, a lack of news. Even though, you know, a- as we'll be touching upon throughout this episode, we know good stuff is coming it's still kind of hard when you're in a vacuum right like these yeah. these things you you know are happening but you don't really know they're happening because it's all hypotheticals and 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 leaks and distant photos of theme parks under construction so <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to realign your enthusiasm when it it feels a lot like 2009 and we don't know Donkey Kong Country Returns is coming and it just feels like the franchise is dead. So <laughs> I was going to do an episode with Josh about that and I still am, but um, <laughs> then the world kind of blew up and we got yeah. this uh, two news story pile up of insanity from the September Nintendo Direct, which I, I, I'm also sick of Nintendo Directs, Malik. Let me tell you <laughs> what, because they announce them. They give you 24 hours notice. And as a content creator, that's not that's not a lot of time. So you're like, yeah. oh, I've, I've got 24 hours to prepare for this. Plus, you never know what time of day they're going to do them. So it's like, will I even be home? You know, will I uh, will I have a podiatrist appointment? 
when this Nintendo yeah. Direct is happening. You can't cancel the podiatrist. You know, you can do it once, maybe twice, but a third time, they're, they're not, they're, they're not going to have strikes, that. You're out. They're going to look at other feet. So, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I don't like that bit. That's a bad bit for the Nintendo Directs. Bad bit. Bad bit. Smack. Very bad bit. Uh, but also, I am exhausted. Just in general. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm exhausted, but... I'm exhausted with the whole Nintendo Direct cycle. It's it's also stupid, Malik. It's months <laughs> of hoaxes about when the Nintendo Direct is. Like, mm-hmm. that's the, no, you're not even hoaxing what it's going to be said at the Nintendo Direct. It's just a hoax about when there's going to be Nintendo Direct. And then and then you, they announce it, and then it's just 24 hours of a bunch of games trending on Twitter that are Donkey Kong, but what people want to see, it's not Donkey Kong. <laughs> and then that makes me feel bad. And then the Donkey Kong fandom feels bad. And then I have to do an episode with Josh to cheer us up. So the, the whole <laughs> Nintendo Direct thing really makes me nostalgic for when Nintendo just announced games on their website. And that was it. Yeah, that, that was sweet. That was pretty sweet. Because uh, I was I was never around for that, but it sounds pretty nice and quiet. It's like ripping off a bandage, right? Like, uh, I'm just going to load up their website. Any new games announced today? Okay, nope, done. So it's relatively quick. It's not this drawn-out thing where you feel like you're on death row. I'm not being hyperbolic (laughs) here, but, uh, you know, it it feels like you're on death row waiting to walk the green mile to your execution. (laughs) Yeah, just video game news. So I am being hyperbolic, but... You know, it's fine at E3 time, because E3 is the one time of the year where you, you have all these hopes raised, and and you're kind of rooting for your home team, whatever your favorite franchise is, and you, you might luck out, you might walk away with nothing, but at least it only happens once a year. Now with the Nintendo Directs, it's just, it, you never even know when they're coming, so anyway, hey, there, there was a <laughs> Nintendo Direct, and it was at... Six o'clock Eastern time, which is actually a pretty convenient time if you live on the East Coast. They had these sliding times, I think, to accommodate their worldwide audience. So some Nintendo Directs are more accommodating for Japan. Some are more accommodating for the the East or West Coast of the Americas. And, you know, but again, it would be nice if they were just set. At a, like one time, and then maybe people could take off from work or call, you know, call out sick from school if they want to, you know, just, <laughs> just all like agree when an Nintendo Direct is, and we'll work our schedule around it. But yeah, it was that a convenient time for us, Malik? So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I was just like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. We're we're going to. Watch this. Maybe get some Mario Party Superstars news, right? And then, yeah. uh, and then that's it. And I don't have to talk about it on the conversation. I'll do my episode with Josh. It's a real going to be a really good episode. I'm really jazzed about it. And then, bam, 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 <laughs> and, and the, <laughs> the 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 slow realization that oh no, oh no, this this is the biggest news day of DK Vigier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's fine but i was already exhausted and i uh i i ate 
sunflower milk ice cream the night before. Ice, Ew, ice cream made. What of, is that? Ice cream made of sunflower <laughs> milk. You know, because milk. I I do these uh these dairy free ice creams right because I don't do dairy. I don't do right, it right. Uh, dairy gives me the poops, and I, yeah. I don't want those. <laughs> I don't like them. I don't feel like pooping is elegant. Uh, I, I would never poop if it was up to me. Uh, so I, I, I would I would operate at peak efficiency. I would absorb all of my food and use it for fuel that goes towards DK Vine. That's the dream, friendo. That is the dream. Yes, of course. <laughs> but I, uh, I, 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 I made myself sick because apparently, uh, in addition to, to cow udder juice, the, the the juice from sunflower seeds, which I can consume in great bulk in seed form, uh, <laughs> but apparently when you milk the teat of the sunflower, uh, it has a very similar effect to dairy milk on my body. So I wasn't feeling great all day long, uh. and uh, <laughs> but it's amazing what a little adrenaline will do for you. And I, I want to give a quick shout out to the DK Vine staff who we really rallied last night. We got out all the articles. We you know, hit social media. We were on top of it. Couldn't have done it without my team. Thanks everyone. Uh, and all that's left now is to do the conversation about it. So <laughs> Malik, what were you hoping? First of all, what were you hoping that we would see? During this Nintendo Direct, did you, because before the Nintendo Direct, in the 24 hours, or maybe 30 hours, or whatever it was, before uh, the Direct, after the announcement, you know, I got a lot of people on Twitter were sending me tweets and DMs, and like, hey, do you think we'll yeah. see the new Donkey Kong game? And I said, no, 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 don't get your hopes up for that. <laughs> I said that at E3, and people still got their hopes up, obviously, but... Yeah, you know, I just like I don't think this is the right time, and and I was correct there, but I I think we're not going to hear about it uh, until next year sometime, and even then with COVID because they had that little COVID message at the beginning of the direct, you know, uh, yeah. pl- pl- basically what you know Iwata would have said, please understand, you know, yeah. there there's a worldwide pandemic and games and game production have just been slowed to a halt. Uh, we're, get, we're making them as fast as we can, but, you know. <laughs> um, so with COVID, I still don't know. Like, optimistically, I'm saying it's it's going to be announced next year, but oh, I don't know. You know, there could be a, yeah. some horrible new variant of COVID, and then it just you know, shuts down the world again. So I wasn't really looking forward to anything announced in this direct Granted, my tastes are insular, and it's not like a, a new Kirby game is going to you know, get me excited. I'm happy for the Kirby fans, but yeah. I, I'm just, you know, I, I'm in it for the DKU, and I didn't think we we're going to get anything for the DKU minus Mario Party Superstars, which, you know, I, I'm not, I can't get excited about. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> But uh so when when the Nintendo Direct was announced uh I didn't really have anything that I was looking forward to or uh, rather I wasn't really expecting anything there were like rumors of uh let's see the whole N64 online thing there were like you know the usual like oh we found this patent and we found this and uh 
this guy said this and this thing. Uh, the Castlevania collection has been raided in a bunch of other countries. So I was expecting those, but when it came to uh, anything else, I really had no, no nothing I was really looking forward to. I just went in there. It's like, okay, surprise me. This is surprising. <laughs> there, I, I, I'm still kind of at a loss for words because, again... And you can look at our episode artwork for this episode if you listen to the YouTube upload or the SoundCloud upload. Um, <laughs> if, if you listen on any of the uh, podcast services, like we're now on Spotify, but you won't see the episode artwork on Spotify. Um, I was at a loss for how to unify these two disparate news stories, right? Because they're both linked by virtue of being the DKU. But that's really it. And so, how do I, how do I convey the, these two different stories that, one, something that a lot of fans in the community have been wanting for years, and two, something none of us ever asked for, and we're all trying to process the bizarre nature of it. So, yeah, you you could look at my my best solution there on uh, YouTube and SoundCloud, but I think it works. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, <laughs> let let's just get right to it. So they announced Nintendo sixty four games and Sega Genesis games, but but um we're gonna focus on the Nintendo sixty four aspect. This was rumored, right? Nintendo sixty four yeah. games coming to Nintendo Switch online. And they announced this. They announced that it's going to actually be kind of a higher tier for Nintendo Switch online because, you know, I guess it's expensive. I don't know. Putting uh mm. putting these uh these higher uh memory games on the service i you know I, I don't know i'm sure people are listening and saying hi you're an idiot uh the <laughs> the roms are the roms are like uh, basically the same size uh nintendo's just being greedy and yeah. uh it's whatever I'm, I'm not gonna get into the economics of it it's it's fine i'm gonna do it because i mean am i a sucker am i a mark no i i just like to support games that i like and i i if this benefits the vision of, of what kind of games um they, they want to put on services like this and if it if it benefits rare it in any way oh spoiler uh then mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm happy to do it yeah so this this service uh this uh, kind of elite version of Nintendo Switch Online with the Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis. It's called the Expansion Pack with a C, <laughs> with a C. It's not spelled the same, but uh, at first I thought that was going to be the biggest news because I didn't think there was going to be any DKU games in this, um, maybe aside from a cameo game or two. Uh, so I thought that was going to be the the big news from this is, oh, they named it Expansion Pack. Uh, what a lovely tribute to the Nintendo 64 and the, you know, the little uh, add on memory boost that is mostly associated with Donkey Kong 64. It's kind of like when they brought uh, the Donkey Kong country trilogy and the Donkey Kong land trilogy to the Nintendo eShop on the Wii U and 3DS. And they brought back the play it loud branding for that. And it was just like, Oh, it's ours. 
like like it it's it's Nintendo's mid '90s branding and slogan, but it's so heavily associated with Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Country at this point that they basically just gifted it to us. That's it was sweet. So I was like, oh, that's 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 cool. I, I like that. And then uh, they the the games that are launching for the service they showed. Uh, and I don't even remember what they are. I'm sure Super Mario 64 is on there. Uh, I- I'm just going to read the list of DKU games <laughs> before the the main DKU game. So uh, the service is launching in October, and Mario Kart 64 and Mario Tennis are both part of it. Uh, which okay, you know, uh, Mario Kart 64. Once upon a time was my favorite Mario Kart. It's a game I'll always be nostalgic for. Um, I'm not really jonesing to play it on my Switch, but I'm happy it's there. Mario Tennis, it's it's the most uh, basic Mario Tennis game. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe aside from the Wii U one, but. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, but it's like it's, it's hard for me to get excited about cameo games by and large unless it's something really esoteric like iDarb, you know. They're not going to put iDarb on Nintendo Switch uh cuz that's that's an <sighs> Xbox One game. Are you sighing over iDarb? I'm just sad that iDarb isn't coming to the Switch. Just maybe one day, you know. A man can dream. It's a fun game and it would be fun to play with a different crowd than just the uh, Xbox One friends I have. But, <laughs> yeah, so they, they also announced that Mario Golf, Camelot's other N64 game, is coming at a later date. Yeah. And then, you know, we're, we're watching the North American uh, version of the Direct, right? And yep. so <laughs> the games are scrolling <laughs> by, and, and I'm just like, wow, Donkey Kong 64 is not part of this. And, you know, yep. Donkey Kong 64, it's a game I have a long, complicated history with. But mostly, you know, I, I want it on the surface. I would love to play Donkey Kong 64 on my Switch because yeah. I think making it handheld, making it, like, portable, what might do a lot for how I perceive the game and, and the... uh the idea of it being a slog. Like, because if you can just play it on your couch or... Uh, if 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 you uh you had too much sunflower ice cream and you're you're sitting somewhere else in the house for a long extended period of time, it might be fun to play Donkey Kong sixty four. Yeah. So, and I was like, oh, you know, we're not even getting Donkey Kong sixty four on this. Oh, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so Paper Mario scrolls by, and then in like a blink. <laughs> almost a blinking you'll miss it moment. They almost cut it off. They didn't quite yep. cut it off, but the trick of the eye, a lot of people said, you know, they didn't even show the whole thing. It like peeked out and then they cut away. We were able to get screenshots of it and you could see a little bit of the uh, red of the screen bleeding through to the right of the box. So it <laughs> did actually make its way all the way on screen. But it was blurry. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was motion blur. You couldn't, like, just stop it. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie. 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 Yeah. My goodness. And apparently, the UK Direct, it was one of the f- earlier titles that, that scrolled out. So, it for Some whatever... European bias. Yeah, for whatever reason, they didn't 
play games with us because I was talking about it with Cameron in the DK Vine inner circle and Cameron said they knew what they were doing, right? Like yeah. they, they, they saved it for last and they made it like almost uh did you see that kind of moment and they didn't address mm-hmm. it like, oh yes. And for the first time in two decades, Banjo-Kazooie is coming into a Nintendo console. They didn't do that. Uh, they, they didn't address it. So it was kind of like, was this, uh, this like mass psychosis? Was this uh, a shared hallucination <laughs> Or did this actually happen? And it was made even weirder because Rare didn't immediately comment on it. Um, Rare, it, really? it, it took Rare uh, maybe like twenty minutes to tweet about it, and I, I'm like, what? What do they say? Like, um, luckily they were able to pull up the <laughs> European direct where they had a clear visual of it, uh, but they just took a took a screenshot of the direct yeah. and, and tweeted that. Because, yeah, because it's like, I wonder if Rare was like, n- before we knew that there was a regional difference in a direct, it's like, I wonder if Rare is just like, how do we promote this when we can't even get a clean screenshot of it? <laughs> <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie on the Nintendo Switch. The thing that people have been asking for since there's been a Nintendo Switch and since there's been a rare replay, since 2015, honestly, that's really when you started to see the put Banjo-Kazooie on a Nintendo console kind of movement start up. It finally happened. And there's a lot to say about it. There's, there's a lot we need to address. Um, we have a couple calls, a few calls, actually, of our listeners who just wanted to gush about it. Uh, they bring up various points we're going to get into. So instead of just taking them one by one or kind of saving them for the end, I figured we would just play them all back to back to back. That way we, we can let them have their say. And then we can, I guess, go through all the points and go through everything we want to say and everything that needs to be addressed. So why don't we go ahead and play all three calls uh, we'll kick back, and then we'll uh, get back to talking about Banjo-Kazooie on Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack. How you doing, DK Vine? Glad to see the news about Banjo finally, finally coming to Nintendo again. Uh, it makes me more than happy and, you know, gives me hope, obviously, for Banjo 3. And I, you know, forever think that Banjo 3 is coming, and I refuse to you know, think that these companies are going to let, you know, something as popular and beloved as Banjo just go away. You know, this is something I've been waiting on since I was a kid, you know, ever since Banjo 2 ended. From the moment it ended, I've been waiting for Banjo 3, and I'm never going to stop waiting. So Banjo coming to Switch is a dream come true. And, you know, I loved uh, Playtonic's post, I guess it was, on Twitter, where they posted uh, Yuka and Laylee playing the Switch, playing Banjo-Kazooie. I thought that was really nice. But... Yeah, I mean, this just opens the door for so much stuff with Rare, and I'm just I'm just so happy for it. Hopefully, we'll get the rest of all the you know Rare games like Donkey Kong 64, maybe Conquer. We'll see. You know, the adult things. We'll see if Nintendo will let it go up on the shop, but hopefully they will, because you know it's one of the the best ones, obviously. But with Banjo, that's my beloved you know game, and that's just. I just, uh, my life has, you know, been changed by Banjo so much, you know, and it just the music in it as well from Grant Kirkhope and just the great game design as well as all the characters is just, 
It's just my childhood, and it's the reason I love video games. And to me, Banjo-Kazooie is the greatest game of all time. Banjo-Tooie as well. And I know if they do a proper Banjo 3, it will be great. And I got some crazy ideas for that, so I'll have to call back on another conversation and leave my thoughts on that. Hopefully I'm not going on too long. But about the Mario movie, i got to be honest, I think it looks terrible. Uh, the only good redeeming thing is Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. That's the only good thing. And Cranky Kong being in the movie is pretty cool, too. But besides that, you know, Chris Pratt as Mario is absolutely terrible. And I think it's terrible, you know, to Charles Martinet because he's the real Mario. But, you know, all I care about really is Banjo and, uh, you know, Donkey Kong and Ukulele and Conker. So hope you guys have a great one. And to all my Banjo fans out there, keep the flame burning. We will get Banjo 3. And hopefully I'll have some more uh, call-ins as well as maybe even make my own YouTube channel one day about Banjo. Hope you guys have a blessed day, and uh, I'll just be an anonymous caller for now, but God bless you. Hey, guys. It's uh, me, Jacob, from Nintendo Nostalgia. Um, I'm just calling in due to the topic. Um, yeah, it's a big deal uh, that Banjo-Kazooie's coming on the Nintendo Switch online services like that. I'm, I'm ecstatic. And it's awesome that we're going to get a 64 wireless controller. Um, it's just it's something I've wanted for a long time. And ever since Banjo-Kazooie got into Smash, it just made me even hopeful that I would be able to play Banjo-Kazooie again on a Nintendo console. And I just, it's surreal to me. Um, but it begs the question, you know, what does this mean for the future? Will we get more rare games online like that? And, uh, you know, where does the future of the series lie? Do you think that this keeps building up more and more to where, I mean, future iterations of Banjo-Kazooie, do you think, may still come to Nintendo platforms with a collaboration with Microsoft? So, I don't know. I just wanted to hear your thoughts. I'm really happy about it. I I really hope we get, you know, to become racing and just get some more stuff here. But uh, we'll take one victory at a time. So, thanks, guys. I uh, can't wait to hear the episode. Bye. Hey guys, this is Carson, and damn, that was crazy. I was most shocked by, like, how they subliminally snuck in the uh, Banjo-Kazooie box art into their little reveal of upcoming N64 games. And, of course, now everybody's excited about the possibilities of maybe other rare N64 games coming to NSO. But I wanted to call it ask a different question. I'm curious if now that there is an active licensing relationship between Nintendo, Microsoft, and Rare to get stuff like Banjo-Kazooie on there, that maybe they could also do it for the Game Boy Advance games, stuff that's never seen a re-release, such as Grunty's Revenge, Saber Wolf, uh, It's Mr. Pants. I'm curious if they could work out some kind of agreement to get those on a potential Game Boy Advance Nintendo Switch Online. Another question would be, though, do they need to seek out uh, the rights from THQ Nordic? Because there are THQ logos within all those Game Boy Advance titles that they published back in the day. So I'm curious if that would be an issue. Anyway, hope you guys have a great day, and um, good luck with Seth Rogen Donkey Kong. Well, thank you for the calls, everyone. I like how 
the last call, they treated it like it was some sort of threat at the end. Like, good luck with <laughs> Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. <laughs> you're you're going to hate it. You're going to need it. <laughs> uh, so, a lot to unpack here. We're, we'll talk about Seth Rogen and Fred Armisen and the Illumination Super Mario movie in in due time here. Uh, we, we also have another call to take about that. Uh, which I'm, I'm saving because it's exclusively about that topic. But when we get there, we'll get there. Let's give Banjo-Kazooie its due right now. Well, Malik, uh, <laughs> like, where do we, where do we even begin? So, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I see, let's deal with the, the downbeat cynics at first. Cause I see a lot of people, not a lot. I mean, this has been mostly unanimously praised by all all sectors of the fan base, except for all the people who were uh, quote tweeting my tweet about it, and they were just saying like, "Big deal, Paper Mario, Paper Mario, Ugh. big deal, Paper Mario." And I'm like, "Is was this some, some sort of TikTok challenge that I don't know about <laughs> to like shit on the people excited about Banjo Kazooie?" And, and like boost up Paper Mario. I wasn't aware that there was this deep seated rivalry between Paper Mario and Banjo Kazooie. Like, is is this the new Donkey Kong v Metroid? Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I love both games, but I've never, I've never thought of any rivalry between the two of them. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> I've never seen any paper in in Banjo Kazooie games except the Cheeto pages. Uh, like, <laughs> it's I, I I don't understand it. Um. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been mostly positive. I do see some people who are upset about the idea that this is just going to be a straight rip of the N64 game, that this isn't going to be a remastered Banjo-Kazooie or even Ugh. the XBLA version. Uh, th- this but is, that's what interests me. That's what, okay. Kinda. Thank you, Malik. Thank you. Like this, yeah. this is my point is yes, the XBLA version of Banjo Kazooie will remain exclusive to, uh, the various Xbox platforms. But what this is, is the original N64 version of Banjo Kazooie that hasn't been available for, you know, going on two decades. Like, officially available yes roms exist yes you you can always find a way to play it but that is being done in an official capacity with the blessing of rare and microsoft on a nintendo platform it's not just that this exists it's not that it's the symbolism the meaning behind it we're now past 19 years after the rare buyout 19 years malik that is over half of my life and i would wager that is way more than half the life of most of the people yeah, listening to me. this yeah yeah like, everybody I'm, I'm i'm the i'm the old man of of the the uh community at this point uh yeah. so I mean, that, that is kind of sobering to think about when you think of the buyout as this kind of relatively recent thing, but like the, the true bulk of, of, you know, rare as we know it was with Nintendo and no, it, it, not anymore. <laughs> you know, no, nope, it's, it's mostly window, Microsoft. Yeah. Small window of time, eight years, really. Um, uh, at least, at least publicly, you know, so. Yeah. It's. 
meaningful to not only have this happen and and to have you know rare be tweeting about it and to, to have it be this done deal but it's also meaningful to have the original n64 version with the original font and now we haven't seen that yet but i really really hope that is the case or something like like i hope it's like a happy marriage of like, you get the frame rate of the Xbox Live Arcade version, but again, like, all the Nintendo HUDs and elements are as you remember them, and the font as well, and uh, I want to see if they keep Barry in the uh, in the ship in Rusty Bucket oh, imagine, Bay, or I'm, if that'll be uh, I imagine it, No, I imagine it's all going to be there. I don't think this is going to be some sort of new ad hoc piecemeal... We're going we're gonna to cherry pick between the two different versions. This is just going to be the original Banjo-Kazooie. Um, frame rate and all you think yeah i i think so uh like i would i would be surprised if it wasn't hmm. now uh, like if there are tweaks maybe i i don't know haven't heard anything about that but um i i, I think it just obviously the xbla version has more to it and then you have the the connectivity between it and tui and nuts and bolts and you know yeah. all that so you know you couldn't really bring that over um a hundred percent you know and and so it just makes sense for me to just have it be the n64 version maybe you know there there are improvements to be had and, and can be done but i don't think this is something that either company wants to put a lot of effort into you know um it kind of yeah. kind of just defeats the purpose of it if it if you can't just throw it up there as is um and i'm fine with that i i think i think it's great i would love to play the original n64 version i have the cartridge right like i, I could pop it in um yeah. it, uh, dust off the n64 but it's it, it's just it's cool just nice to be able to, to pull see. it up on my switch yeah and it's just nice and to see for- you're right for those who don't have a Nintendo 64, like, I didn't have one until 2011, but, like, yeah, this is just a great way for people to play the game, as long as you're able to pony up enough money to do so. But, at the very least, it is accessible to, I would argue, more people than uh, the Xbox version in some cases. Yeah. Would, would you say that? Uh you know, it, it's hard to say. Like, by accessible, do you mean, like, people who want to play Banjo-Kazooie have a Switch versus having an Xbox? Well, actually, no, because I was just thinking about, like, Rare Replay sales. But there's many other ways you can play it on Xbox and, like, Game Pass and all the mobile stuff that they have. So it's got a wide audience that it could reach out to but this just makes it even more accessible yeah i i would say that that statement would have been true 10 years ago but in, yeah. in the last 10 years and especially in the last six years or so um xbox has really done a, a bang-up job of diversifying and broadening their appeal and and i think now xbox is a platform for a lot more gamers than it used to be um, now, that's not to say that a lot of Banjo-Kazooie diehards aren't Nintendo loyalists, too, because they were a Nintendo IP when they were introduced. So, yeah, th- th- this is this is really cool to see this. This kind of reminds me of 
like going forward, I, I really hope Banjo Kazooie continues to be available on Nintendo platforms. Um, and yes, I hope Tui comes over as well because I feel like it should be treated like yes, Xbox owns Banjo Kazooie as they should because hey, hey, you <laughs> right. bought him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Rare gave Nintendo the chance, right, to buy them outright, and Nintendo said no, no. Yeah. And and so anytime anybody looks at you know Microsoft as the villain of this scenario, Nintendo it's not it's not like any dirty dealings happened behind the scenes. Uh, Microsoft was the highest bidder. Um, yep. they, be, they beat out Activision. Nintendo didn't want to buy Rare, so you know Nintendo had their chance. You know, basically yep. what I'm saying here. But mm-hmm. a, you know, 19 years on, it's good to see that they bo- both studios and the Xbox hierarchy phil spencer on down all understand and can see that you can't sever this heritage or lineage banjo kazooie were nintendo characters outright nintendo ips owned by nintendo and so that is the way an entire generation of gamers will always think of them so yeah you you can um still promote them as an xbox brand you you can still do all of that but you can also throw a bone it doesn't hurt um especially in terms of brand image it doesn't hurt to give nintendo fans a little bit something with banjo kazooie it's kind of like uh spider-man movie rights right like sony has spider-man's movie rights but they worked out a deal with marvel bring them in the mcu and there's a lot of you know, give and take back yeah. and forth there, but, um, or, or it's like the Muppets, you know, the Muppets are now owned by like three different companies, Disney again. Um, and it's Jim and, Henson's J- 85th birthday, by the way, that's crazy. Happy, yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jim. I mean, he's, he's dead. He's been dead for 30 years, but <laughs> it's yeah. still his 85th date of his birth. <laughs> yes, it, death doesn't negate the fact that he was born right it, it isn't like a back to the future <laughs> time travel works. scenario kermit <laughs> looks yeah. down and the hand inside of him is disappearing and he's like oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait what's going on here <laughs> uh, but no it's like uh disney sesame workshop and uh the gym whoever Henson. owns the fraggles and, and I think that just the Jim Henson studio, Jim Henson Workshop or whatever it's called, the three companies own the Muppets, but you will see them broker deals with each other all the time because they're so yeah. intertwined. You can't sever Kermit's relationship with Sesame <laughs> Street. You can't sever all those times the Fraggles crossed over with uh, the, the core Muppets. So... Yeah, it's not like you can just say, like, Disney can't just say, hey, these guys... It's like, these guys look really familiar. Are you sure they're not part of the same universe? Nope. <laughs> yeah not at all kermit is like the banjo to sesame street by the way i it, always thought yes uh <laughs> i'm surprised i didn't come up on our banjo character witness episode malik <laughs> <laughs> well it didn't have to because banjo wasn't on this i mean yes he was on the switch but i mean there are so many other characters that are also on smash <laughs> brothers but now that he is on the switch and is coming to the switch we can make that comparison even more stronger now. Okay. All right. Uh, in, in the live stream <laughs> chat, the JT review, which I'm assuming is John Tessier, uh, says Ooh. that the, uh, well, you'll, you'll know, you'll remember we got, we have another call, uh, says that, okay. uh, the original N64 version is better 
in my opinion, because you still gotta collect all 100 notes in one life. Um, I, I mm. will agree there. <laughs> That's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wishy-washy on. I'm fifty-fifty on that. Sometimes. You're wishy-washy banjo on that. You might say yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I agree. I, I like uh, the brutal challenge of that, and I don't like the XBLA version <laughs> where the notes disappear because the notes notes are a helpful tool too to guide you throughout your your way in the world. It's something that's come up before. Uh, on the podcast where, yeah, when you collect the notes and they're gone forever, then then you might not have some helpful markers. It would be like bananas disappearing forever in a Donkey Kong Country platformer, right? <laughs> I uh, suppose. Well, that always messed with my head, even as a kid, when after you beat DKC1 and then you go into the horde and you see the bananas are there, there was always a little bit of a part of me that was like, what are we still doing out here? Why, why does this even matter? Why does replaying the game even matter? We got everything. Can't Who we are just, these? What are these bananas doing here for? Can't we just go to bed now? Yeah. Yeah, we can just chill forever. Yeah, Cameron is also in a live stream. Cameron points out that the XBLA versions, as nice yeah. as they are, also have a bunch of music and graphical errors from when they were first oh, ported that yes. were never fixed. Most aren't deal-breaking, mm-hmm. but I'm glad to see the original version of the first game back in some form as an alternative. I totally agree there. Which is why I really hope Banjo-Tooie gets put on there in, <laughs> in a form where at least the the uh, first cutscene doesn't just trail off from all the music cues. But yet, I really hope, again, that the frame rate is a little more stable than what it is on the original N64, or maybe they give you, like, some sort of option, because, again, Tui on the N64 is, like, sometimes it's a little hard to play, because it's like, you know, everything will be nice and smooth, and then all of a sudden you'll be going at, like, two frames a second. I've brought this up before. I'm one of the weird gamers. I'm one of those weird cats, man, that doesn't really care about frame rate. And maybe it's because I'm old school. Maybe it's because I've been around that block that's called life. But I've played so many games in my youth with poor frame rate that I'm just used to it now. And it's fine. It's just just something. Oh, massive slowdown. Okay, cool. Cool. We'll we'll get through it. Don't worry. I've been down that road before, too. When I used to think that when frame rates used to got really, like, slow, I always used to to uh, equate it to, like, an action movie where everything got, like, slow motion. Like, explosions everywhere. I always thought it was cool. It's like, whoa, look at all the explosions. Everything's slowing down. It's too much, dude. You're kind of losing it, dude. And I'm okay with that. But even in just Tui, sometimes when you're walking, you'll go like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> My go-to example of how I dealt with it, Donkey Kong Country 2, Web Woods, you would get occasionally <laughs> terrible slowdown playing it on Super Nintendo, right? This isn't a thing, by the way, on uh, the Nintendo Online, Nintendo Switch Online, um, Switch Nintendo Online, what's it called again? Nintendo Switch Online. Nintendo it's, Switch Online. It's, it's such a basic title, but I can't remember it because it's just not memorable. I can remember Expansion Pack just fine because you can make dick jokes, but in Nintendo yes. Switch Online, uh, whatever. It, it's like, I don't know. It, it's <laughs> it's sterile. Um, but you, you don't have this problem playing it on there or on the Wii U. But playing it on the original Super Nintendo, right, with the cartridge, 
Uh, you would get terrible slowdown when all the zingers would be around you and you would have the the mist, the fog of Webwoods, and you were trying to make webs with Squitter. And I, I remember uh, saying out loud, it's not the game's fault. The Super Nintendo just can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much awesomeness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's the same way on the virtual console, too, because oh, I remember it? a bit of slowdown. Okay, yeah. maybe, maybe, I, I'm like, maybe I'm just used to it that I don't even notice it anymore, but... Yeah, I mean that that was my that was my philosophy. It's like it's not Donkey Kong Country 2's fault that it's just so perfect. <laughs> that, <laughs> it's the that, console's fault that our primitive hardware can't can't process handle it. these primates. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I, I see <laughs> like complaints there that this this is just going to be a basic N sixty four. Uh, port or or basically a ROM, you know, dropped onto your Switch. Uh, I don't care. Like, for, okay, for nope. one, if there was ever to be a remastered Banjo-Kazooie or Banjo-Kazooie 2E remaster, whatever, it's going to be for the Xbox. Um, of course. This is as good as it's probably ever going to get for you uh, if you're looking to play banjo on the Switch or any Nintendo console, this is what you, you I think, um, should hope for bare minimum, is just to always have the N64 version of Banjo-Kazooie and hopefully Tui available. Uh, I, I think that, you know, they're more than willing to work with Nintendo, and there's been a lot of back and forth between them, which we're going to get into, but um, they're, they're not going to sacrifice one of their... Um, money makers for uh, gamer pass you know um buying an xbox console or you know playing them um you know on your phone now or, or whatever they're not going to sacrifice that completely to nintendo um so anything new coming down the pipe we, we had banjo 3 mentioned there's a new banjo game it's going to have uh exclusivity for the xbox platform i i have no question about that um but yeah like i i going forward i I just hope in you know like every nintendo console down the line i hope so long as you can play n64 games on them i hope banjo kazooie and tui and yes diddy kong racing i hope they all Keep coming back. We'll get into that, Malik, because here's the thing, right, about this. Uh, a, a lot of our callers were saying, like, oh, you know, this is so great that this opens up a new era of a working relationship between Rare and Nintendo again, you know, and, and who knows what we're going to see. Well, the thing about the working relationship is it never really ended. Um there has been back and forth deal making between the two parties since the buyout. It's never stopped. Every anytime they want to put Donkey Kong Country on uh, any sort of virtual console, uh, bring it bring it to Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, th- there's stuff they have to clear with Rare, and then when Rare had to bring Rare Replay to the Xbox One, there was stuff they had to clear with Nintendo source code. There was music in Blastcore that had to be taken out. Yeah, uh, they, they didn't clear everything, but yeah, they there there is there has been constant communication between the two. It's not like they it's not like they can't talk to each other because they're different companies now. 
like this isn't really as new as it seems and in fact remember last year when nintendo of japan had that bizarre (laughs) blip uh that 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 weird moment where they basically announced that banjo kazooie was coming for the wii u also blast core also blast Blast core also blast (laughs) core glad you mentioned blast core so at the time it it was like wait what's what what's that what's going on here yeah (laughs) so my theory right was that it was a dummy release date that had been scheduled to nintendo japan's site at one point and they just put a far off day and year in it the end of december in the year 2020 that was just a placeholder because they had made a deal with rare then to put banjo kazooie and blast core on the wii u and then it never happened uh because the wii u was essentially moribund yeah it, it, it was dead in the water and they were like we shouldn't waste any resources on the wii u we can put this stuff on the switch eventually a deal had been made much earlier than people are realizing it wasn't just this year it wasn't even when Banjo and Kazooie were uh, were added to Smash when that deal was inked. This goes all like way back uh, to 2015 at least. Uh, but that that does mean I think we should look for Blast Core too. At the very least, Blast Core might be coming to Nintendo Switch Online. I if, can't if, wait. I mean, for all the kids to experience Oyster Harbor. <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs> and and so if those are the only two we have to go on, I think that's all we can really hope for at the moment. But sure, that does open up the possibility for Banjo-Tooie. And yes, yes, Diddy Kong Racing is a must. Uh, I don't yes, know please. why. I don't know why that deal hasn't been done yet, because it's not like xbox can profit off of diddy kong racing as is it's not like nintendo can do anything with diddy kong racing it is literally stuck in the middle between the two companies and the only reason i would think nintendo would have any aversion to putting diddy kong racing on nintendo switch online is conquer and if they're still Mm. hung up on conquer then there's no there's no helping us like (laughs) it's Uh. You would think that after all of this time, the original reason they pulled Diddy Kong Racing from store shelves and, and Conker's Pocket Tales is they didn't want uh, the kids to be confused and be like, I really like this squirrel character in Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, he has a new game. What? <laughs> this is the best game ever. Their parents walk in and like the the room is on fire and they're like, <laughs> they're, like doing heroin in the corner. And they're like, what? And, and and the little kid just like conquer corrupt me ma that's what nintendo feared back in 2001 if they shouldn't still be fearing that because now if you see conquer on a nintendo console you gotta buy an xbox uh you, you know you you've got to buy an xbox to experience his raunchy later years so i i'm really hopeful diddy kong racing even more so than Banjo-Tooie, I'm really hopeful Diddy Kong Racing comes back. Because Jeff and I did an episode about this called The Forgotten Diddy Kong Racing. We did it last year. And it really just sums up how unfortunate it is that the that the beating heart 
of the Donkey Kong universe, the um, the, the kind of game that spun off in three plus directions, right? And, and gave us Banjo-Kazooie and Conker as backdoor Donkey Kong spinoffs and Dinosaur Planet and Star Fox Adventures and that whole weird deal. Um, it's just a shame that it's basically been forgotten about because it's it's a game that Rare owns, but it's a title that Nintendo owns and they also own Diddy and Crunch, and it's it's just a confusing thing that nobody really wants to untangle. Like, do you have any idea? I can only imagine, like, how much more popular Diddy Kong Racing would be today if it wasn't in that predicament. Just because it's just so cool just for people like for people like me. When I didn't know about Banjo and Conker and then I found out who they were from Diddy Kong Racing, I was like, the, the first place I found out about Diddy Kong Racing was from... The DS, uh, I saw Diddy Kong Racing DS, uh, the commercial, right? And then after a while, I looked into it a bit more and I was like, wait, Banjo and Conker first came from this game? So I gotta get the original. And it's like, and not only is, not only is that cool, but the game is also one of the best racing games ever. It takes Nintendo like three Mario Kart iterations to get what Diddy Kong Racing was doing like 20 years ago. So yeah. And again, this is this is actually something I'm maybe discussing with Josh uh, when, when he comes on the next episode. But it, it's something that makes me sad, right? That I feel like such a large part of my identity, or what was my identity as a Nintendo fan, was centered around games like Diddy Kong Racing. And if there's one thing that makes me feel old, is that you know the GameCube generation on. They don't have that as a reference point. They 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 don't they they might know of Diddy Kong Racing. Some of them have played it, but more and more as the years go by, they haven't. They don't know it. They they have yeah. vague ideas about it. They've they've heard about it. Oh yeah, that was a game that Banjo crossed over with, right? He was a guest character. No, it was his debut. It was his debut. Yes. Banjo <laughs> debuted in a Donkey Kong game, and don't you forget it. Yeah, Banjo and Conker were both introduced as friends of Diddy Kong with like this backstory. Uh on Rare's website, Conker's biography led with Diddy's friend Conker. Like yeah. they they were Donkey Kong characters. I, I know that wasn't the original intention in development, but it happened. And that's yeah, the It's just a happy mistake that the best things happen by accident. Right. Everybody thinks like if you don't have a master plan, then it's somehow invalid. Right? Um that's not the way the creative process works. No. Yeah. And it's it's actually something we, we were discussing on our Sea of Thieves streams because, you know, there there's a lot of like uh talk as as Jeff and I discussed on our four hour Sea of Thieves episode last time, that this deal they made with Disney for the Pirates of the Caribbean crossover um basically changed the story they were telling in Sea of Thieves. And no, it didn't. Rare didn't like Rare has a loose outline of where they're going, but they don't have everything like set in stone. And so, if you can incorporate characters to get those pieces in place, it's not somehow less than than if they hadn't done that. You know, that's the way the creative process works. Again, but mm-hmm. anyway, Diddy Kong Racing. That that is my biggest hope, and you know the fact that it was Banjo Kazooie and Blast Core that leaked. 
uh, and 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 shows that this deal has a much older origin than most news outlets and fans I think realize. Um, I I don't know if we're gonna get Diddy Kong Racing. I can't honestly say, but. I'm hopeful, and I think if we want it bad enough and we're uh, polite <laughs> enough, <laughs> when I say when we want it bad enough, I can just foresee the ugliness that ensues there. I want everybody to be kind and respectful, but if we can get out the word that, hey, we would really, really love a deal to be worked out for Diddy Kong Racing, it's been way too long. If we can play Banjo-Kazooie on the Switch, what's holding up Diddy Kong Racing? So. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my that's my plea. Also, TT and Sea of Thieves. Oh, just let it go. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you tell that to the Banjo fans who wanted to play Banjo Kazooie on Nintendo console for 19 years? They didn't <laughs> let it go, and look what happened. Look but, what came but, true for them t- on Thursday. But again, TT is a Diddy Kong racing character. We're just going back to this whole legal limbo thing. But we'll see. T-T- we'll see. But I I don't. I'm not holding my breath. TT is owned. By rare, uh, lock stop, uh, TikTok. He is owned by rare, uh, 100%. Um, don't make me break out the charts, Malik, about who owns what, <laughs> who Not owns today. which characters. So, yeah, um, basically, th- this is cool. We don't have a date for when this is happening, we just know it's happening. Uh, and it was cool, you know, rare tweeted about it. Uh, it was it was really cool to see the the banjo fans jump off their assholes for for once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you, you can feel the relief coming from Rare's social media accounts when they yep. can tweet about banjo and they're not gonna get verbally assaulted. Like because because at a certain point it's like you know people like Lee Loveday they're like I don't want to tweet about banjo. I'm gonna tweet about Blastcore. I'm just going to tweet about Blastcore because... I like his Blastcore tweets. He tweets a lot about Blastcore, and it's clear, like, he's avoiding Banjo-Kazooie for the most part. <laughs> um, but it you, you can tell the relief that when they can when they can tweet about Banjo-Kazooie and they know it's something that pleases the fans, they're going to revel in it. And Playtonic had a nice tweet, too, um... Because, you know, it's kind of awkward for Playtonic because ukulele, one of the big appeals of ukulele is you can play it on the Switch. Um, and I don't think Banjo-Kazooie on the Switch takes away from ukulele. Not, a, not in the slightest. Ukulele no. is its own thing. Obviously based on Banjo-Kazooie, but um, ukulele plays so much better than Banjo-Kazooie. Because, yeah, Banjo-Kazooie, I love it. It's uh, a pillar of my uh, my childhood and it's in my top four games of all time. But it is also a product of 1998, and you play ukulele, and it just plays like a fucking dream, no pun intended. So, I mean, there, there's room for both, you know? And really, I just, to go off on the, the tangent about game preservation that I went on with Gibbon several weeks back, I just want everything to be available. I, I, and I want it to be available for the most people it can possibly be. So, th- th- this is great. Um, the N64 controller... I don't even know if I'm going to get that. It's no. cool, but <laughs> do you remember the N64 controller? Like, the only reason I could see getting the N64 controller is I think that's the only really acceptable way to play Donkey Kong 64, maybe. Uh, I tried to play it with the Wii U controllers, and oof. Oof. Huh. Ugh. 
But, like, no. Like, those things look great, but I really don't need them for the experience. Like, dude, I beat Donkey Kong Country to 102% using a GameCube controller. I'll survive (laughs) with the Pro Controller. Oh, I I used the Wii U gamepad, and that's that's a clunky uh, experience. I say the GameCube is clunkier, but I found a way. When I go back to my virtual console games on the Wii, I always go to the GameCube controller, because I'm stubborn. And I don't have a classic controller. Yeah, I might, I might buy the N64 controller just for nostalgia, but it's gonna be one of those things where will I even be able to find it? Will will it Ugh. just always be sold out, and they just won't make enough? Because that's really the thing with any anything cool like this these days. You just can't find it. I yeah, because everyone's like, mine, 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 mine. I still, I still haven't seen an Xbox Series X in the wild or a PlayStation Five in the wild. I mean, I, I haven't cared to look because <laughs> there's no games on there for me. Yeah, our uh, our buddy Shane Marches uh, hooked me up with the Duke ship set in Sea of Thieves, which you can only get if you load up your game uh, in an Xbox Series and um, Series X or S, and so. Because because of that, I no longer had that like need to get one. The, this this <laughs> arbitrary cosmetic in Sea of Thieves. That arbitrary. My... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You should write for rare social media. <laughs> I wish I could. People are keep telling me, man, your jokes are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but wait, yeah, once the pressure is off, there, like I don't need one right away. It would be nice to have one. But, uh, um, but yeah, uh, no, no matter what, this is a, a huge deal. We'll be talking about it more on the conversation, I'm sure. But I don't really have anything else to say about it because all we know, all, all we have to go off of is a blurry game box and a little bit of historical <laughs> context we provided you tonight. Uh, like as far as like the future, uh, the Game Boy Advance games that, that came up in the call, that's, a really cool thing that I hadn't considered because yeah, uh, the Game Boy Advance games and the, the couple DS games they did rare being they were like the, the extension of the, the relationship with Nintendo, even after the buyout, they still released games on Nintendo systems for like six years, right? Yeah. Five, five to six years. And They've never been available on the Xbox, so <laughs> I yeah, it's a great point. I hadn't even thought about that because I was like, one of the things missing from Rare Replay. I understand they can't put Donkey Kong games in Rare Replay. GoldenEye, forget about. It, you're not going to untangle the Bond license, but one of the they things that did. one of the things that was really missing for me though was things like Grunty's Revenge and it's Mr. Pants, and, um, you know... Saber Wolf. Saber, Saber Wolf, having the modern Saber Wolf in there, uh, juxtaposed to the ultimate play of the game, Saber Wolves, would have been really interesting. So I, I, I understand they didn't why they didn't put them in there. Um, there was discussion about it, but they, they ultimately didn't. So, uh, yeah... Put put them on the uh, put them on the NSO as the kids call it. Do it. Uh, the NSO sounds like some sort of American spying agency that's like wiretapping your phones. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo spies online. <laughs> the NSO. 
heard what I said about uh, the N64 controller being clunky. Oh no, they're coming to get <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that that would be great. Um, I I would be all for Grunty's Revenge, uh, even Banjo Pilot. I would I would love to uh, to have accessible because again, <laughs> more children need to play Banjo Pilot and under and question why planes slow down when they go when they fly over grass hoverboard technology malik oh of course <laughs> it it's it's because the propulsion system doesn't work when you have uh, a, a lot of uh, elements on the ground right it interferes with the technical readouts in the plane it's all very complicated and um stupid <laughs> yeah it, it's very stupid <laughs> but it has espresso in it and i want younger gamers to see oh my god that's donkey kong's ostrich friend espresso in banjo pilot oh dk my vine god, was forgot right to take out this asset <laughs> i brought it up the last time i know and i'm it's just I hate to get you. under your skin i hate you for it uh <laughs> dk vine was right all along they are shared universe even the video, even the winning, uh, the results screen, you can clearly hear monkeys in it. In the- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so connected. They must really care. Diddy's <laughs> just off screen. <laughs> I think I saw him in like the hidden files. I hacked the game and I think I saw him in there. No, man. <laughs> I saw him hiding behind a bush. If you really squint, you can see his tail sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it sometimes when you play his banjo, and sometimes it'll just glitch out and Diddy will show up for a quick second. Look, Malik, uh-huh. you you should know better than anybody. We we found Diddy in Mario Kart 64. Give it a few more years. We'll, we'll find him <sighs> yeah. in Banjo Pilot. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going on about? So speaking of the Kongs, the other big news coming out of Nintendo Direct... Well, at first, <laughs> uh, we we saw Donkey Kong in, in Mario Party Superstars. I mean, we knew he was there, but we saw him in yeah. a minecart. Uh, we we saw we saw him in a minecart losing to to Birdo and uh, Wario and Yoshi. Minecart sadness, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm so- sorry. No, yeah, that was that was solid. Uh, I gave, I, <laughs> I, I even tweeted about it, like a little jokey tweet, like "This is all we're gonna get." Isn't life terrible? You know, because I'm all about raising spirits. <laughs> uh, and so we we also got an update on Mario Golf, Mario Golf Super Rush. We got an update on Mario Golf Super Rush. Couldn't remember the name there, Malik, because <laughs> I have some. It's like Mario Blank. Blank, blank. Uh, what, yeah. What's that one called? What's that one called? Mario Golf Super Rush, though. There was an update that um, they were adding two new characters to the game. And it was uh, Ninji. The, the the ninjis from Super Mario Brothers 2 and 3. The little, little ninja stars. And a Koopa Troopa. I'm so excited, Hyle. Can't, can't you tell? Ninjis, I mean, Ninji's kind of cool, but like... Oh wow, Koopa Troopa! That's man. <laughs> yeah, the character that they removed from Mario Kart 64 because he was so <laughs> boring. 
<laughs> no, I mean, wow, a turtle. <laughs> the the discouragement that they still haven't added Diddy. Like it didn't take this long to get Diddy in Mario Tennis Aces, right? So then the question becomes: Is Diddy even going to be in the game? I was very confident back in the spring. I was like, hey. Don't worry, Camelot loves Donkey Kong. They're not gonna do <laughs> Diddy dirty. And and we're still waiting on on Diddy. They're they're adding these esoteric Mario baddies. Like Charge and Chuck was in there in the base game. Now we've got Ninji, and it's just like oh okay. Like that's I guess that's cool if if you're a fan of uh a, a more obscure Mario baddies, but um, yeah. Where where's Diddy? Where where's Diddy? Um, so I was I was feeling a little like, oh god, we really don't have anything to talk about. Like we don't even have Diddy at the golf game. And then the Banjo Kazooie news happened, and then Miyamoto walked out, and you know shit's yeah. going down when he makes an appearance these days because it it's like one of those things where you know he he doesn't really. Um, present himself as the face of Nintendo anymore. Used to be every E3 when I would have those big stage presentations, he would be there. Um, and and now these days, you know, now that they've moved to the all digital directs, he he very rarely shows himself. And you know, he's he's kind of more hands off these days with game development. He's more about. Uh, being sort of a brand ambassador, making all these deals and ensuring the integrity of them. Um, it seems to be his role these days. He was, you know, very hands-on with the Super Nintendo World, theme park, Universal Studios around the world. And he's very hands-on with the Illumination deal uh, that they've inked with the animation studio Illumination. And, of course, they're doing the Super Mario movie, the as of yet untitled Super Mario movie found out uh, from Miyamoto because he came out and I thought we're going to get an update on the theme park. They're going to announce Donkey Kong Country at Universal Studios. That I'm retiring. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> For real this time, though. <laughs> like, I, I thought that he, he was coming out and this was going to like launch into a preview of Donkey Kong Country. Uh, at Universal Studios because it's under construction now. We see it. We see the mm-hmm. pictures. It it's matching the diorama and all the concept art. Like it it is clearly what they're building. But no, it it was an update on the Super Mario movie. And then I'm just damn it. Like that was that was my one hope. <laughs> right when I saw Miyamoto, my spirits raised because it was like shit's going down, and this is going to be good for us. Um, so he, <laughs> he announced that a Super Mario movie is going to be released holiday 2022. Uh, it's releasing in North America. Um, was it December 21st? Um, so, I think so. Yeah, December 21st, 2022. And then they went through the cast, right? Um, because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, that- no, I won't start doing that yet. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> we have a we have a call to take. Um, let's let's take the call and and then we'll properly address the voice cast of of this movie. <laughs> okay, and and the character roster at that. Right. Hey, how's it going? It's uh, John Tessier here, uh, calling back into the uh, 
conversation. Okay, so uh, a couple conversations ago, <laughs> I called in uh, making a fun little joke that uh, Banjo was uh, the biggest stoner of the DKU. Uh, we all had a fun little laugh. Everyone's like, oh, it's Funky Kong, you know, and we all had a nice little laugh there. But it turns out, it turns out um, the actual biggest stoner of the, D, of the DKU, the Doobie Doobie Pothead stoner of the DKU number one, it has to be uh, our main man Donkey Kong now because why else would they, ca- uh, why else would they cast uh, Mr. Seth Rogen, King of King Pothead himself, uh, in the role of Donkey Kong? The only explanation is that behind our behind our noses the entire time, uh, DK himself has been this uh, gigantic Pothead. Um, and I'm sure he was influenced by Funky. That, that's how he first got it, and then uh, DK uh, took it out of control. We can trace this back, obviously, the original Donkey Kong Country. How was his uh, banana horde stolen? It was t- obviously he was stoned, stoned out of his mind, couldn't wake up anymore. Cable stole his bananas. In Donkey Kong Country 2, he gets himself kidnapped. How did he get himself kidnapped? He was stoned, and then it keeps going all the way to Donkey Kong 64, where he's so stoned all the time, he's literally saying, Donkey all confused, and he has some weird rap at the at the beginning of his game, to the point where Nintendo's like, all right, DK, no, enough. You can be in Super Smash Bros. Melee, you can be in Mario Kart Double Dash, but for the next two games, I believe it's Donkey Kong, uh, where the next two games... That came after DK64. Like you're not getting, you're going to get your own musical adventure. You're too stoned. And then eventually, he got off the pot for uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, and uh, that's the DK we have today, who is the biggest stoner of the DKU, right under our noses the entire time. All right, have a good one, Malik. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the reoccurring bit for your episodes of the conversation. <laughs> that's okay when i the last time i was on i was laughing so much someone thought i was stoned off my butt <laughs> oh th- thanks that, that was john tessier by the way um yeah okay so <laughs> was that bleak the snowman was bleak the no, snowman gonna be this that was seth rogan <laughs> okay so. unless he's doing like two roles it's like he's also b- b- bleak he shows up and when you shoot him he just goes hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and then he explodes <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the way these big Hollywood uh, movie, animated movies, CGI movies, the way they work, mm-hmm. the way they've worked since, I believe, Shrek, um, and may, maybe a little earlier than that, Toy Story, I guess. Um, Aladdin, maybe? Because that was, like, the really big one. Well, I, I was thinking, like, with, uh, with the casting, like, they don't just hire voice actors anymore voice artist it's not really a, a huge profession at least for the big hollywood tent poles they have to hire name actors for them and i question like do these name actors really bring people kids to the, to the movie theaters chris rock is a zebra 
That's what brought me into... No, it didn't, actually. I mean, the Madagascar movies are great, but when I was 10, I wasn't like, oh my gosh, Chris Rock is playing a zebra. Mom, I need to see this movie right now. Right. That's not what brought me in. It's not like, (laughs) oh, I really want to see the movie with the minions because Steve Carell is voicing Guru. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no child would say that. The, the thinking made me is that it will placate the parents and make the parents more agreeable to see it. But, oh yes, I really enjoy Chris Rock's antics in a stand-up comedy. I'm sure he'll deliver a really raunchy set as this zebra. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, again, the Madagascar <laughs> movies I think are pretty good, but, that's not why you watch them. They're not just like, I want to hear Jada Pinkett Smith as a hippo. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is what I've always wanted. <laughs> so I've, I've never liked this trope. You know, I, I, I'm somebody who left Hollywood, uh, just full of disgust and regret and just how insular it is. And it's just like, yeah, it's not, it's not for me. I, I, I don't like the way that voice artists have kind of been squeezed out right um yeah squeezed out of their own profession when i feel like they can do a much better job and a lot not to say that some of these actors don't bring a lot to these characters and i obviously then the characters especially in cgi uh cartoons they're they're modeled after their own performance so there's a lot that goes into it i'm not disparaging their work but all the same you can tell some some of these actors are just doing it for for a paycheck and they're just sleepwalking through it and they don't really bring anything to the role that that someone like a Phil Lamar or Billy West would bring to it. Yeah. We do have Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek, though. And one thing I've always noticed in a lot of Hollywood movies is that, like, you'll usually have, like, a all-star studded Hollywood cast. But then maybe, maybe you'll get someone who's, like, a regular old voice actor as, like, maybe a side character but usually you'll only get one or two, and this Kevin Michael Richardson just so happens to be this one. Did, yeah. did, are you aware of Kevin Michael Richardson? I, I'm sure I would be if you uh, read off some of his work, but I, I don't know anything off the top of my head. Well, he's he's been in a lot of stuff like, uh, well, I don't know if it's, it's anything that you might have particularly watched, but... He's in a lot of cartoons, like, currently, like, in the Ninja Turtles cartoon from 2012, he was the Shredder, uh, and he's done a lot of stuff on, like, Family Guy and The Simpsons, a lot of current Simpsons stuff, uh, many, many things, but he's right up there with, like, the Phil Lamars and the Billy Wests and all those guys. That's good to see, at least. Kamek, by the way, replaced Koopa Troopa originally- in Mario Kart 64, because Koopa Troopa yes. was so boring that they were like, let's sexy him up and, and, uh, let's, let's put in uh, the wizard Koopa instead. And then they were like, well, let's put Donkey Kong in it instead. The, the, uh, the cast does its job because it's definitely got people talking, it stirred some controversy. So the weird, <laughs> Chris mm-hmm. Pratt is Mario, which, out of all of these, I can see most of these, right? Like, I can see how that could work. That that's that that could be fun. Chris Pratt as Mario, I don't think anybody has any conceivable notion of how that works because we associate Mario so strongly now with Charles Martinet's 
yippies and woohoos and mm-hmm. and what have you. Oh and, no! And, and Chris Pratt is not. So it's like, is Chris Pratt going to do a vaguely offensive Italian accent? Like, how's that going? <laughs> how's that going to work? Or is Chris Pratt just going to be Chris Pratt? Because that most of these actors, they're just themselves in these movies because that's what sells them um, for the people who care about that. So it's it's if just Chris Pratt going to be Mario, then we're kind of going back to almost like Captain Lou or um, Bob Hoskins in uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. He was doing an American accent in that. You're going back to Mario before Super Mario 64 when he was when he became this like hyper exuberant pizza box mascot. Yeah, yeah, sure. Which it could be interesting, you know, Chris Pratt, ironically, was my choice to voice Donkey Kong in a Donkey Kong movie in a tweet that I resurfaced uh, from 2018. I I retweeted it this morning and I was like, because I I, I thought like, who would be a good Donkey Kong? And I looked at Chris Pratt's work on Parks and Rec, you know, before he... Uh, became shredded and, uh, you know, became this A-list Hollywood actor. When he was on Parks and Recreation, he was just this lovable doofus, Andy Dwyer. And I was like, you know, I could see that working and, and the, like, delving back into that mixed in with his kind of, um, brasher, uh, A-list performances. Um, you could actually find a, a comfortable middle ground for Donkey Kong. So it's not, not like I, you know, despite what I've said on this podcast r- in recent weeks, it's not like I, I have any great animosity towards Chris Pratt. Uh, I, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, you know, but Mario, Jurassic like... World was okay. <laughs> oh, it was just okay. It was just a solid okay. <laughs> I had fun with it. Nowhere near as good as the first movie, but better than three, I think. Yeah, so Chris Pratt is Mario. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is Peach. Not familiar with her. She was in uh, Queen's Gambit, I think. Is that her? I have the no Netflix idea. Show You're about asking the chess. wrong guy. All right. Um, she, she was in that, that X-Men movie that was didn't have the X-Men in it that, that <laughs> came and went. Or it took a long time to come, and then it came and went and during the middle of the pandemic. Oh, that one. I, I thought there's like three X-Men movies that came and went, aren't there? Uh, what was it? L- Little Mutants? What was it called? Baby X-Men? Um, we- uh, Charlie Day is Luigi. Now, I thought this was going to be the big, like, takeaway from this when they're going through them, right? Charlie yeah. Day as Luigi. That's so fucking bizarre. Uh, <laughs> Char- Charlie Day, uh, you know, I, I religiously watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, mm-hmm. And I, in fact, you know, I've, I've kept up with it. It's been a while since the most recent season, but you know, it, it's still a solid show. And, yeah. and Charlie Day, you know, he's most associated with that character, Charlie. And even if you're not familiar with It's Always Sunny, you're, you've still seen the meme, uh, of Pepe Sylvia. So you know, you know, who he is. Um, but you know, he's gotten a lot of movie work outside of the show and Luigi. It's a choice. Um, <laughs> I I think like that. I'm more interested to see how that works than Chris Pratt as Mario. But okay, uh, Jack Black as Bowser. Which okay, um, interesting choice. Yeah, it, I, I imagine you, Bowser like a teenager or a drummer. 
Yeah, yeah, like Bowser, I don't associate with the kind of exuberance Jack Black brings to his uh, performances. But again, you know, I don't know how canon this movie is going to be, right? Like everybody's like treating it like this is going to be gospel. Um, the the casting choices alone make me question just how much this is going to influence the games. But uh, okay, Keegan Michael Key is Toad, which I uh, it's an interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you don't know who Keegan Michael Key is, you've probably seen that sketch where he's like uh, doing attendance and goes "Hey, hey, Ron" and all that stuff. So, yeah, that that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, because I, I associate Toad as this annoying twerp, and I, I like Keegan Michael <laughs> Key. So, if if Toad could have some personality, I think what why I'm kind of excited about some of these choices. Even though I'm not somebody who traditionally cares or associates with the Mario franchises, once upon a time, before Donkey Kong Country, in the early 90s, because yes, I'm old enough to have lived in the early 90s, Malik, I watched the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, and the portrayals of the characters in that show so differ from how they eventually shook out in the games that... Just like if you if you were of a certain age and you saw the Donkey Kong Country cartoon first, and yeah. then you associate those portrayals as the Kongs, that's sacrilegious <laughs> to me. But <laughs> I, I'm in that boat with the Super Mario uh, mythos, and that cartoon really skewed the way I perceive everything. So this almost seems like it could be a return to getting a different portrayal than everything we've seen since 1996 or so. And that's kind of exciting to me as somebody who used to love these characters and, and has just gradually kind of been turned off as they become, in my opinion, soulless corporate mascots. But that's yeah. my opinion. No, no, you're right there. Like, well, there was a thing where, like, Daisy in Mario Golf Super Rush, she had one of her uh, animations changed to be less sassy. And it's just like, are, are you serious? Really? You're going to take away... Daisy's personality, like, she's already, like, almost a palette swap of Peach, but you're gonna take away the thing that's unique to her? Just yeah. so she's, like, you know, on brand and nice and sweet? That That's that's crap! I play Mario Kart Tour every day, just a little bit here or there. Nice time waster. But yeah. one of the things that just is so striking to me about the Mario cast, especially the humans in the Mario cast, or the humanoids, uh, when you factor in the people who are, like, mushroom folk, um... Is just how homogenous they all are. They're all a bunch of white people, more or less, <laughs> and, and, and they're just plumbers and princesses and uh, and mushroom people. And you're <laughs> and, and, and and then you've got all these variants of them, but they're all just a bunch of white plumbers. <laughs> and, and, it, and it just becomes like static after a certain point. You're just like. Okay, yeah, Wario is a few degrees different from Mario. I like <laughs> Wario as a character. I'm 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 not detecting Wario, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it, it's just yeah. it's a lot, and, and it's just a lot of the sameness. And so when they dial back their individual personalities like that, I'm like, why? Why are you doing like, that? Why are you taking this away from us? What there, do we do? <laughs> there's always there, there's already very little difference between Daisy and Peach and Rosalina. 
the girls. <laughs> they're yeah, they're girls. They're princesses. They're pretty. But- they're princesses, but they pretty, pretty they princesses. know how to square up with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> so. Having some <laughs> life injected into the Mario cast, that excites me. That excites me. Keegan-Michael yes. Key is toad. I'm on board with that. Uh, and then Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong is, okay, is the other big so, announcement. So I'll tell you, when I wanted to do a reaction to this so badly, but I think I forgot to hit record or something stopped. <laughs> and I was so upset after that because when me and my brother were watching the direct – we were just looking at the cast, and then when Seth Rogen came up as Donkey Kong, I feel my brain just, like, split in two, like a coconut, if you will. And me and my uh-huh. brother were just howling, howling like howler monkeys or chimpanzees, because we were just losing our mind. Like, oh my goodness. Not only is Donkey Kong in the movie, not only is Donkey Kong a part of this big Super Mario Brothers movie, but he's being played by <laughs> Seth Rogen. <laughs> and the next five minutes of us were just us doing like, hey, what's what's going on here? Banana slam. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hate it. No, I, I don't hate this, all right? Like, despite... <laughs> I think a lot of people were thinking... You know who's going to hate this? You know who's absolutely <laughs> miserable right now? Heil from off of mm-hmm. DKVI. Because, you know, I, I have made my opinions about the cartoon well-known throughout the years. And yes, how was this not that just magnified by a thousand? Uh, <laughs> couple that with I've never really liked a Seth Rogen movie. I, no. I don't. I don't like Judd Apatow comedies. That whole era of comedy in Hollywood, I think, ultimately just killed comedies as, like, big-budget Hollywood. Like, I, I have no problem with Seth Rogen, especially as he's uh, aged and matured. Matured. I, I actually like Seth Rogen. He, he hosted the Emmys the, the other day. Uh, really? Yeah. And I have an Emmy. So, in some ways, <laughs> it's like Donkey Kong gave me my Emmy. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look for connections wherever i can yeah i i don't know because i haven't seen his performance but i'm eager to see what he does with it i can see it i i, I can kind of visualize it and i kind of can see where they're going with donkey kong if they're gonna get seth rogan to voice him and and look i would love I would absolutely love to have Seth Rogen on the conversation. I made a tweet about it, and and I'm putting this out here now into the universe. Uh, if you, the faithful conversation listener, would like to, I don't know, at Seth Rogen on Twitter, and, and, and just put the idea out there that, hey, we, the Donkey Kong fans out there, uh, that you now have to contend with, Mr. Rogen, if you're choosing to voice this iconic character, so, Seth Rogen, the, the best way to do this is to appear on the conversation. Uh, I'll, I'll treat you right, don't worry. <laughs> you'll, you'll come over to the studio, right? We'll, we'll kick back. We'll, uh, we'll have some laughs. We'll head over to Dr. Danks across the street. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> we'll rename it Dr. Donk, just for the <laughs> release of the movie. <laughs> we'll get you some, uh, some edibles. We'll do the podcast. You'll, you'll see the Donkey Kong fans are some of the greatest fans on the planet. 
And uh, we'll, we'll give you some pointers on how to best portray the character so you don't have a cinematic disaster on your hands, Mr. Rogan. <laughs> Let's do this. So make sure you at Seth Rogan and ask him nicely that you want to see him on the conversation. Let's not make this like, you know, when we couldn't get the Nintendo president on the conversation for the Mario Golf Game Boy Color episode. Let's actually make this happen this time, people. Yeah. I could actually see him doing this, especially if he's stoned, like, out of his <laughs> mind. I'm sure he'll see, like, the tweet uh, amidst, like, all the smoke and just, like, you know what? This sounds like a pretty good idea. Why not? Am I right? <laughs> Calm down, because okay, I want to address the way Miyamoto introduced this. And I'm going to quote <laughs> him verbatim, because I feel like this is so important, the way he introduced this. Uh, when the cast card flipped the Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, and, and I remember thinking, "Well, here we go." <laughs> yeah, that, that was my reaction. It was just like, "Buckle up, everyone! This is going to be our next year plus." Miyamoto said, "Even though this is a Mario movie, Donkey Kong will also be making an appearance." There, that, yeah. that is a very loaded sentence, and there's so much I can unpack from that, and I'm going to do that right now. Let me get Please the box do. cutter. So, even though this is a Mario movie, Donkey Kong will also be making an appearance. So, right out the, right out of the gate, he distinguishes that, yes, this is a Mario movie. When you think about it, Donkey Kong shouldn't be in this because he should be in a Donkey Kong movie. They are two yeah. separate franchises, but he's going to be making an appearance. We're making an exception here, people. And that did so much, Malik, to calm my, my jangled, my jingly jangly nerves because I, 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 I'm always afraid that Mario is going to gobble up Donkey Kong's identity. That, mm -hmm. uh, be because Mario is such a bigger brand right now than Donkey Kong, uh, that any association Donkey Kong has with Mario chips away at Donkey Kong's own integrity as a standalone franchise. And Miyamoto clearly understands that. And he's clearly making the, the case that, hey, we know, but Donkey Kong's going to be in it. We're 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 going to allow this, and I think the reason he's in it. Well, there's a couple reasons he's in it, and we're going to get into that. But the the real reason he's in this movie, uh, as far as uh, in service to a Super Mario plot, was revealed with the final cast card. And th this one, I think a lot of people are, are kind of missing the forest for the trees for, for these three and why these three were grouped together. Because I'm not seeing a lot of discussion about it and it's plainly obvious why, why they're grouped together. So Kevin Michael Richardson is playing Kamek. Kamek the Koopa Wizard, who is marginally more exciting than Koopa Troopa. Not, not more exciting than Donkey Kong. But more exciting than Koopa Troopa. Fred Armisen, Saturday Night Live veteran, uh, Portlandia. 
I, I know him as Speedy Gonzalez from the Looney Tunes show, which came out in 2011. <laughs> That's all I know him from. <laughs> uh, he, he's been in a lot of things. <laughs> I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> okay. Saturday Night Live. No. <laughs> the, that Parks and Recreation episode where he, he played the, the Venezuelan um, like uh, diplomat. No. <laughs> okay. Fred Armisen is playing Cranky Kong. Cranky Kong. Cranky Kong. This is like some crazy validation and... Like, again, like when when I talk about crazy validation, we all know that Cranky is the original Donkey Kong, but now that it is, this is an origin story of some sorts, and Cranky is tied to Mario, and now that it has been said in a big budget movie like this, I don't think anybody can argue that Cranky is not the original Donkey Kong. What do you think? Well, what really pushes this over the edge is that the third actor in in this trio... Sebastian Maniscalco? How do, how do you pronounce it? I have no idea. Oh, thanks, Malik. <laughs> thanks. Oh, Malik. no problem. I, I, I wouldn't steer you wrong. <laughs> As Spike. Foreman Spike from off of Wrecking Crew. So and weird. So you, you got these three very different characters. You're like, that's weird. Kamek's going to be in it. That's weird. It's really weird that Cranky Kong's going to be in it. Who's Spike? Uh, <laughs> you say this is going to be an origin movie, and I don't disagree. I don't know if it's going to be a, a one-to-one, like, a- and then Mario goes through this journey. Like, I, I don't know if it's going to be a complete origin story where, like, it, it ends with him becoming Super Mario of the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, I think we can infer a few things from the cast. Um, notice who isn't here. Yoshi isn't here. Hmm. Wario isn't here. Yeah. You know, Waluigi obviously isn't here. Uh, he wouldn't be there if Wario wasn't. Diddy. <laughs> they didn't announce anything about Diddy or, or any other Donkey Kong characters. It's Donkey Kong and it's Cranky Kong. So yeah. we are clearly getting some sort of greatest hits or montage or a full-blown origin story of Mario's life. And and the way they list these characters in this in this card, it's in chronological order. It's Mario from Yoshi's Island got attacked by Kamek. Baby Luigi was abducted. The events of Yoshi's Island. Yeah. Donkey Kong fighting Mario. On, on the construction site in the arcade Donkey Kong, and then Mario working for Spike in Wrecking Crew. You said chronological, not alphabetical, right? Chronological, yes. Okay, I was about to say, Kamek starts with a K, Heil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, like, th- this is all of his pre-Mario Brothers history, you know, and then the Super Mario Brothers trilogy, and then, and you know, go- going forward from there. Th- this is, like, Mario's backstory, the glimpses of it that we've gotten in the games. And and so I'm wondering if, if like, there's going to be some sort of, like, scene where, like, Cranky, Kamek, and Spike are, like, comparing notes about Mario and like, you know, well, when I encountered him, it was like this. And, and maybe they're going to even like play with the contradictory origins and, and things that don't really line up together. 
I don't know, but they're definitely, definitely doing it. And the yeah. fact that Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong is, is such a big validating moment for the rare fans out there. I saw people talking on the DK Vine forum how this movie might finally be the straw that breaks the back for DKU lore, right? Like, th- this is going to steamroll it completely. And so far, I'm not seeing anything that suggests that. I'm seeing nothing but good things in this. They are acknowledging that Cranky is the original Donkey Kong. That is going to be in a big budget holiday release. That is going to be, like, held as verbatim canon by all of these people who have tried to dismiss it for all of these years since since Rare was bought by Microsoft, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, that was what Rare thought, but Nintendo doesn't believe that. No, look at they this do. cast list. Look, look who this. is in this. Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong are the only two Donkey Kong characters announced for this. Now, what's Donkey Kong's role in this? I'm not sure. Miyamoto suggests that it, he says, an appearance and now, granted, Seth Rogen was listed with all of the other, like, big cast members. But when you, when, when you look at, like, the characters, how big of a role are some of these characters going to have? Mario and Peach and Luigi, probably big roles, right? Yeah. Donkey Kong might essentially be the equivalent of a cameo. He might be, like, the big end credits, mid credits scene. Where, where we're setting up, drum roll please, do you have your DK bongos, Malik? Uh, actually, I do, but they're, right. uh, my N64 is uh, currently on them, and I'm, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to get them. Just give me one second. Get them. Get them. <laughs> we, need, we need a drum roll. We need a drum okay. roll, Malik. One sec. All right. One sec. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Drum, should, right. should I do the drum roll now, then? Do the drum roll with the DK bongos, please. Okay. That's the sound. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. Hey, Can't now. You're an all-star. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you okay? You gotta, gotta ruin yes. the drum roll there with your laughter. <laughs> 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 did, did Dr. Dags open up there, too? <laughs> I have one more Seth Rogen thing, but I'll do it after the drum roll, after you okay. announce what you say. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Are you done with the drum roll? Okay, should, should I keep going? <laughs> just do, just do, give me a little bit more. I feel like the flow has been interrupted here. Okay, 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 I'm, I'm doing it again. Okay, all right. <laughs> this is setting up the Donkey Kong movie. What? So this has been rumored, right? And I didn't report on this because I couldn't verify it at the time. Since that time, though, I have sort of gotten it verified that, yes, the plan is for this movie to lay the groundwork for a Donkey Kong standalone movie. And and that that's the plan. Seth Rogen, Fred Armisen will be in that as well. Now, granted, this is all, you know, ambitious Hollywood plans. Uh, we remember when Universal Studios tried to set up their dark universe for all the monsters, yes. and they had <laughs> one movie. 
they had one movie and then it was abandoned. So any talk, right, about them wanting to use this as a springboard for a Donkey Kong franchise as well, um, it might not happen if this movie doesn't perform financially well or doesn't meet expectations or things change behind the scenes. But the plan right now is indeed for that to happen. And it's all part of Miyamoto's push and Nintendo's push to make Donkey Kong that top-tier brand again, uh, which includes the theme park and the new video game developed by Nintendo EPD. So this this is a, a huge deal, and, and it's less a big deal for Donkey Kong fans because they appear in this movie, and it's more about what is being laid groundwork-wise uh, just make sure you don't fly your plane over that groundwork. Uh, groundwork-wise, <laughs> for the future. I, and how do I feel about a Donkey Kong movie? I'm terrified, man. I, yeah, I, yeah <laughs> me too. <laughs> you know, I, I, we just chatted with DM Combo, uh, the artist, author of Ukulele and the Crackle Stone, about, like, how, you know, a Donkey Kong movie, the notion of it terrifies me because... I am so protective of Donkey Kong and getting the characters right and the lore. And that's why, you know, things like Ukulele and the Cracklestone or Sea of Thieves, uh, Athena's Fortune work so well because they are so clearly crafted by loving hands who understand those properties, understand what the fans want in those properties. And, um, they, they work so well because of that as canon expanded universe pieces and again like i don't know if nintendo's going to treat these movies as canon but they are going to inform people's impressions of canon right like this will be the defining portrayal of mario it won't be charles martinet who by the way charles martinet is also doing cameo voices yeah uh, throw him the table scraps <laughs> Ugh. I think it's nice. They, they're acknowledging that to a lot of people, Mario is only Charles Martinet. You can't have Charles Martinet as Mario in the Mario movie. That's just not the way Hollywood works. Hollywood yeah. can be ugly and it can suck, but yeah. that's, that's just the nature of the beast. It's, it's why I decided I wanted to just work for myself rather than try to kiss the rings and, and, and writing room staff and, you know, contribute a couple lines to a, a sitcom that I hate and, you know, it's just like, I, what am I doing with my life? This isn't what I want out of my life. I, there could be other ways I can fill myself creatively and maybe eke out a living, uh, eke em bokem out of living. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm listening to Seth Rogen laugh. Oh no, it's a contagious. <laughs> no, I, I have to get more grovelly, but I'll, I'll get there. A few more trips to Dr. Danks and I'll, I'll, I'll hit that mark. I I will say real quick that we were going on about like Seth Rogen and Muppets. He did guest star on Sesame Street and on Saturday Night Live he impersonated Ralph the Dog. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah. There you go. And he was in Muppets Now on Disney Plus. <laughs> thank you thank you for the uh, the uh Muppets info dump. Um, yes. That, no that, problem. that is that is why you're here. It's for invaluable reasons like that. Yes. <laughs> so i i'm terrified but ultimately ultimately th this is nothing but good things for donkey kong and the donkey kong brand and that they're using a super mario movie to springboard this i i think that that's that's pretty cool if, if this is canon would this be the first cameo movie 
uh, uh, in DK Vines, increasingly convoluted classifying systems, because we have the cameo games. Would this be a cameo movie? Well, yes, I guess technically it would. Um, but does Legend of the Crystal Coconut on VHS not not count? <laughs> it's not canon, Blake. I'm sorry. <laughs> now it's canon. It's it's fanon at the very least. If you want it to be, if you if you say, "Hey, I want to believe this is part of the Donkey universe," I'm not stopping you. Please, please find a way for that to work for you. But no, it does. Uh, <laughs> as far as DK Vine's concerned, it's not canon. <laughs> okay what are your thoughts like i I, i'm i'm weirdly positive i'm I'm kind of zen about this and i think i'm really excited about fred armison as cranky like that just means so much (laughs) that 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 is such a big deal and you notice when they uh, have the characters they have their little icons you've got like this unified branding for the characters now and cranky has a ck from tropical freeze yeah, I was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. So if Diddy shows up, he'll have his DD, Dixie will have her DX, and that that's just really cool that that Funky stuff is- Funky will have uh, his fuck. <laughs> Get Wait, the fuck barrels. Is that, is, that what it, is that what it says? It says FK. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> but this is- in My general thoughts on all of this, I am excited- and like you said, terrified at the same time. Mario movie, I'm fine. But when they jump off t- to a Donkey Kong movie, I am just like absolutely terrified at like what the cast of that might look like. Cause I always say like, I'm, I'm sure like Peter Dinklage will be King K. Rule or something <laughs> quirky like that or. Andy Circus will be Rattly the Rattlesnake. <laughs> no, so in in my fan and casting, right? I had Andy Circus as K. Roll. Really? Yeah, he would be brilliant as K. Roll. You can't see. I think it? he would be. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I can. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. already had a uh, quite a bit of a history playing apes, so <laughs> I think this is just the next logical step for him. Reptiles. <laughs> If Will Arnett isn't Swanky Kong, I I I think we need to uh, like picket the movie though. Like Will Arnett as Swanky Kong is the only acceptable choice there. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What even is this, man? <laughs> what, what are you talking about? And you're like, well, Swanky Kong wouldn't be in. Well, really, would Cranky Kong be in the Mario movie? Would you have guessed that? No, I wouldn't have. You look at things like, you know, they're, they're name dropping Radley in New Donk City and, and they're all of the stuff that's happening. They're spelling <laughs> it wrong, but you know, the thought that counts. You're looking at all of this that's happening and, and you're, I, I see still negativity and pessimism out there. Um, but if you can't like put all the pieces together yourself and see what's coming, you, we might not hear it coming yet. But you can definitely kind of see it if you squint. Yeah. Donkey Kong as a big brand. They, they have to do a lot of rebuilding. Because after Rare left, Nintendo sort of drove the series into a ditch. A lot of quality <laughs> games. but Not they're, on they're, an they're, animal, by mind you. 
They didn't drive. They didn't drive an animal so into a, a ditch. They they killed those animals and put them in the ditch too because they were like, we're they, not making a racing game with these yeah, guys. They, they flew that rocket barrel into a ditch. <laughs> it's very hard to control sometimes. No, uh, I mean a lot of quality games from from Payon to to Nintendo uh, EAD at the time to Retro. You know, uh, quality quality Donkey Kong games, but there's no brand consistency. Um, there there wasn't a lot of marketing. And, and they, they didn't do a good job of getting behind Donkey Kong to the point where they maintained that inertia from the rare years. And that's yeah. what they want to do now. That's what all of this is about, up to and including having Donkey Kong and Cranky Kong in the Mario movie to f- kind of reintroduce them to a broader audience or introduce them to the first time. Not even reintroducing them because how many people know who fucking Cranky Kong is? They're I mean, doing technically this. They all know who it is, but if if you know Donkey don't Kong, know you technically know Cranky Kong. But I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing this, and then it's, it's basically the MCU formula, right? We're gonna we're gonna introduce this character in this. We're gonna spin him off in this. We're gonna go see uh, Civil War. Well, who's this Black Panther? I like him. Well, there's a Black Panther movie coming out. You say? Well, I have to go see that. I mm-hmm. might find that quite enjoyable. And guess what? That is the exact same formula Rare used in 1997 when yeah. they introduced Banjo and Conker. That's what all of this is. That's what this is in service to for that potential Donkey Kong movie that they want to make. Um, and I'm sure we can discuss this with Seth Rogen when he's on the show. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Look how optimistic I am. Uh, but we, we like, you know, you know, these, these Marvel actors, they sign like 10 film contracts something ridiculous um mm-hmm. and and you know they're not like 10 full movies like that that might be like you make a cameo appearance in an ant-man movie but that will be part of your contract um i'm sure rogan and armison are signed for a multi-picture deal i think so too mm. that, that that wouldn't surprise me so exciting i mean this is this is this is a lot of huge news for the donkey kong Brand for, and if you're just interested in the video games, if, if you find the Mario movie distasteful in some weird way, if, if you, if you find it repulsive because Chris <laughs> Pratt is playing Mario, um, think about what this will mean for the games. Because a healthy <laughs> Donkey Kong in the public's eye will mean more Donkey Kong games. And, and having Nintendo EPD as the backbone of that, it means we will never get driven into that ditch again, right? Because if, if Miyamoto, <laughs> if Miyamoto and, and the core team in Nintendo's heartland is behind Donkey Kong, I, I, I've said it. I see other people saying it. Donkey Kong has been, uh, a couch surfing bum for two decades now. <laughs> he hasn't really had a home to call himself. He has a home now. Uh, and, and now it's in the process of he's applying for jobs. He's going to get work. Um, a lot, a lot of good things. The Donkey Kong is, is basically getting his life back on track. Oh, we, we've got some fan casting, excuse me, in the, uh, in, in the, uh, t- live Twitch stream right now. Danny McBride is K rule, says John Tessier. John Tessier also says Jack Black would have been better as Wario. I mean, it would have been better than Elon Musk as Wario, but that's a pretty low bar to clear. <laughs> I 
not evil. I'm just a misunderstood. Why do they all have Italian accents in that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like that's that's why I'm comforted by Miyamoto's involvement with this. And and I I see some cynics saying like they're just trotting out Miyamoto. He doesn't really have that much involvement. They're just going to overrule him. I feel like the fact that we're getting the lore so airtight that Kamek, Cranky Kong, and Foreman Spike are all going to be in this means that Miyamoto cares about that too. Miyamoto's always been a Cranky Kong fan. When Retro Studios asked Miyamoto, who should we bring (laughs) back? He said Cranky Kong, and they might have misunderstood that to mean only Cranky Kong. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe he just said only Cranky, but nobody else. (laughs) Miyamoto loves Cranky. people blow on things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I hope there's lots of blowing in this movie. (laughs) The movie will blow itself, I'm sure. I love this notion that Miyamoto loves cranky kong like rare took his original video game character <laughs> the, the thing he made his name on and it's like what if we made him a dick <laughs> what, what, what if we made him old and decrepit we, <laughs> <and> <laughs> let's dick. take your baby and just put him on in his golden years and, and he was like, was that's like, really cool <laughs> that's awesome i love that uh and and he stood by it and he's standing by it and he's brought it to illumination and says this is the original donkey kong i want him in the movie <laughs> <laughs> so that's why i feel okay about this because is shigeru miyamoto my dm combo here is he my chris alcock is he my uh, my, my thing standing between, uh, illumination ruining the Kong lore and, and like, is he, is he there to ensure it gets done right? I think so. I, I think so. This is Miyamoto's job now is to make sure that things like the original Super Mario Brothers movie never happen. Uh, to make sure <laughs> that Universal Studios provides a faithful experience to what Nintendo wants the games to be represented as. And that's what he's doing with Illumination. And Illumination and Nintendo, this isn't just like a, a passing flight of fancy. Like, uh, it isn't like the head of Illumination on Nintendo's board now. Like, it, this is a partnership that in a lot of ways is like the uh, rare Nintendo partnership in the 90s. Like, it, it is designed to bear lucrative fruit down the line um this isn't just like a one and done thing hence the donkey kong movie which yes i i'm basically confirming here that now i've i've had it from my sources too it's it's happening or it's planned to be happening so yeah so uh, a lot of good things down the pike and on the next episode of the conversation i will be joined by josh the geek critique wallen and we'll be getting into all the reasons why DKU fans have a lot to look forward to. That is, unless Seth Rogen agrees to be on the episode. And then, sorry, Josh, I have to bump you for a second time. You thought you were getting TCG? No, you're getting S. I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure. This has been a File Two production. Terrico.